Welcome to Hostel Homies, a podcast focused on the best parts of backpacker culture. I'm your host, Joe Glasgow. Each week I sit down with a new guest, ranging from the people I meet while I'm abroad to professionals who work in the travel industry. Listen along as they share hilarious and inspiring travel stories, unparalleled recommendations on where to go, and tips for seeing the world on a budget. For Hostel Homies, it's all about the journey, the destination, and the people you meet along the way. Today's guest is Brant Hamilton. Brant is a speechwriter here in New York City, and he recently took his first trip out of the country. And we're gonna dive in, figure out how that was, how it was taking such a small trip when you have such a hectic schedule. Yeah. So, how are you doing today? What's going on? I'm good. I'm, uh, you know, I have a belly full of burrito, which is not uncommon in my yeah. life. Uh, and yeah, just got off work, chilling. Your work is, from what I've heard, pretty stressful, yeah? Yeah, it's a lot of, just being a speechwriter, it's like running around with different like uh, agencies a lot of the time, and it's like, you're not writing in your own voice necessarily, so there could be a lot of like challenges. I work a lot, a lot, a lot of weekends and stuff, yeah. And before that, you were working as a copywriter at an ad agency, right? Yeah. So that was also a busy job. It was sometimes, or it was like excessively chill. I worked at like a very millennial office where there was like foosball and ping pong and stuff. Like when it was like busy, when we were in a pitch, it would be like, I just wouldn't leave the office for like a week. Mm -hmm. But when it was free, I like actively dicked around. Okay, sure. It was nice, yeah. But it seems like, you know, with this current speech writing job and your old ad job, you haven't really had a chance to go out of the country and travel, right? No, and I think I had like a little bit of like, I never studied abroad. I never really, I think I had been to Mexico when I was little, but I'm from California, so it's like across the street, doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Um, I had kind of like a weird fear of traveling even, I would mm-hmm. say. Like just from having not done it and being like 25, you know, I've like gone a long time without doing it. And just never... I've been to, like, six places. So, like, leaving the country is, is like, crazy to me. Or was crazy to me. Yeah. Do you think that... Because when you don't travel for a while, or if you never traveled, you kind of base certain places off either, like, movies or just, like, things you hear in the news. Was that part of it? Or was it just the time itself that, like, you hadn't gone for making you nervous or scared about the idea of traveling? I think that it's, like... The idea of taken is always in the back of my head, and I like as you've learned over the years, I'm not very good with directions. So I think that like part of that was like the idea of being in another country and like like going around and really just being on my own seemed like daunting, um, which is silly because like New York is so complicated, and I've been doing that for like four years mm-hmm. here. But uh, yeah, it just made me nervous to like kind of be on my own and just so far away from any form of help. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, and were there outside sources besides you, yourself telling you not to travel? Where that was your mom, I know, is, is uh, not strict at all or anything like that, yeah. but she, does, she worries about you. Yeah, no, no one in my family's traveled either. My really? sister went to Scotland a couple of times, but that was, like, <laughs> that was like new for us. Like, we've all been to Mexico and that's it. So, it just, it wasn't part of our life. And it's funny enough, it was, like, partially because of 9-11. My parents were, like, terrified of lying after. Mm-hmm. So, we haven't, we just never really went anywhere. I'm, I'm a similar way. My family never traveled. Yeah. And it's funny because I never even thought about doing it. It's one of those things, like, when you yeah. don't do it growing up, you don't even, like, you hear people going to Costa Rica and you're like, oh, cool, yeah, whatever, they're yeah, traveling, yeah. it's fine. And I feel like when you finally do it, 
it's this you get this kind of delayed FOMO where you're like why I wasn't doing this the whole time oh it's so dumb to like have no like now that I've done it it just feels ridiculous I totally get like do you have like friends on Instagram who it just seems like their job is to just like vacation yeah that's apparently every one of my friends <laughs> every <laughs> if you're a certain level of attractive you could just do that I yes guess. i believe so and i i aspire to be those people now because <laughs> it's great leaving yeah. the country is fantastic it's good to get out of the same four blocks that you're always on yeah yeah we need to get out there so you you only had a few days to travel correct how many how many in total were, were you like allowed to travel uh five so okay. i like i like we we're saying my job is like insanely demanding so not only wasn't like able to really travel i would have felt bad if i was gone for a lot of long mm-hmm. period of time so i had five days to um to just pack everything i could into my first international experience and where did you travel to what was your choice i travel? went to london because it seemed like the easiest uh thing to first mm-hmm. start. it seemed like a good starter pack especially because london and new york have a lot of similarities culturally and yeah like, just the idea of like the subway and like the kind of the nightlife it's it's kind of similar so i felt like that was the safest travel where i couldn't be dumb enough to get as lost as i would anywhere else because i'm very just not good with the records i think that's a fair way to look at it also just traveling in general it's so much by chance and by timing and like you know it's who you meet or who's in that city or who's even in your hostel at that time that makes a big difference on your experience. And I kind of like the idea of just going like, oh yeah, for convenience. Yeah. Because everything else is going to be by chance and it's like you can plan and you can research as much as you want. But when you find that cheap flight from New York to the UK, it's almost like, well, maybe I should do that. Totally. It was a good starter, uh, like a lead into future. Tra- now I want to go everywhere. Now I'm yeah. like, I was being silly for being so like I'm afraid of it. It's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, and again, like from New York, it is not hard to get to London at all. It's like a five-hour flight there and an eight-hour bag, so it's nothing, yeah. Yeah, and both of us being from the West Coast, it's it's literally shorter to get, I believe, to get to yeah. the UK than it is to get to like a Portland or an California, LA, yeah. uh, or a very similar amount of time. So it almost seems silly to not, you know, not do it when we're out here. Yeah, it's like I could either go experience like a whole new country or deal with my fucking family (laughs) yep uh so did a lot of that like went to i got like of course eight million suggestions uh of things to do went to go eat went drink more beer in the day than i normally drink usually i just have a few in the morning to get out of bed but for for this one no um, over there they make it seem so like adorable and approachable you're not going to a bar you're going to a pub yeah and a pub sounds like oh i'm just with my pals like starting the day off a bar you're like i'm going to a bar it's 1 p.m yeah So you did you did some uh, yeah. good drinking. Did you drink some good beer out there? Oh, it was great. And the culture for pubs there is so uh, cool. Just because like it's the middle of the day and you see all these like old men in business suits all drinking together outside. Yeah. It's like college. It's very cool. But it, like everywhere, yeah. yeah. And the food's amazing. The which, food in London's good. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna gonna take a controversial stance here. Just steak and kidney pie. Fucking amazing. It was so good. I I just gave up on my body for five days. Like I was like, if I'm going to be here that quickly, I'm just going to like eat whatever. Yeah, I yeah. You had to go through it. Uh, and then I kept like I literally didn't even like think to go back to my hotel. And then I went to go see uh, Hamlet at the Shakespeare Globe, which was cool. They always say you have to see 
Shakespeare the way it was supposed to be performed, so I went to go like do that. Yeah. Okay. Can you talk us through how that went down? Yeah, I just got the uh, tickets online. I went to go just go there. If you go to Hamlet, I don't think it. Or if you go to the Shakespeare Globe, it's like this open theater, which is I think pretty. Con- I'm gonna now sound a little dumb, but like it's like pretty common for the Shakespeare time. They would have like open theater and like have people standing around a stage. Mm-hmm. So you go and do that. Um, so I went there, watched. Uh, like Hamlet, I did like all this alone because I kind of wanted to like get in my own head a lot. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know what? For walking around alone, a big thing I like picked up on was like just reject the years of like millennialism we've all gone through and just keep your headphones out. That was yep. like super important. Just like taking the sights and sounds, it like makes a huge difference. Agreed, absolutely. Yeah, yeah you, you kind of forget about the idea of different sounds yeah. in different places. And yeah, that's a that's a major sense that you're just cutting off if you're if you're traveling. You're not going to get to experience everything if you're not hearing the place. Totally. So that first day, I just like made the decision where I was just like, because I'm like a podcast addict, so mm-hmm. I was just like, I'm not going to have like anything in my headphones. I'm just going to like walk around. Occasionally, I'd like throw on like you have to throw on like David Bowie while you're in London. Yeah, or something of course. Like that it would be disrespectful otherwise. Sure. Yeah, but for the most part, I was just taking in all the like different accents and different like. You know, just beautiful British words and just making fun of them behind their back. (laughs) (laughs) And with like a horrible. What the hell? Yeah. Uh, well, it just like everyone kept on asking me what my accent was, which I was like American motherfucker, and starting fights over (laughs) what accent? What accent? You have the accents. All of all millions of you. As silly as it is, it does like put you in a outsider mentality, which is totally fine. And but it's also a great conversation starter because of that. People want to know where you're from a lot of times, and if you're doing the hostile thing, you're hearing different accents. So you can yeah. be like, "Like, oh, is that is that uh, the language of Belgium?" <laughs> what, what, like, <laughs> I can't even think of one. Flemish like, is that actually it? Flemish is is I think no, I, I didn't one, have yeah. a cold. I just <laughs> super good conversation start because if you're in a hostel and all these people have like like Australian accents and German accents and whatever, it's cool to like talk to them about where they're from and stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's I, it is a nice way to start things and. When you start figuring out accents, because a lot of people can't decipher between like a Australian and a New Zealand and like a German and a Dutch and like mm. you start to figure out these little things like the words, you know, different words they say differently and then you can decipher it. And it's kind of fun. Yeah. Especially being in New York, I feel like we'd see like, you know, you on a subway, you hear like 50 different accents the yeah. whole time. Uh, but it's cool to like be on the flip of it, I guess, where people are asking you and like are pretty, there's just like a little a little more openness there to like just like say, like it didn't feel weird when they asked me at all. Or yeah. Like they're just like, oh wait, where's that accent? Like right away. Yeah. Sure. And, and you know, maybe... Who knows, maybe like people who live in the U.S. who have an accent, maybe it could possibly be annoying for them to get asked that all the time. But for us, we know we only travel outside of the U.S. every yeah. once in a while, and it's it's kind of refreshing to get asked that, like, "Oh, where? Oh, is that Canadian? Or yeah. where? You know, where are you from?" Yeah, Canadian. <laughs> so that's what you know. A lot of people, th- if you talk a little bit slower, people yeah. people will say, "Oh, are you you know Canadian?" Or if you're nicer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, that's super funny. Uh, I always generally get asked like where I'm from, just because my I have a very like mixed look, so it was just funny to get it specifically on the accent the whole time. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Were people assuming, like, what race you were at all? No, it's more so in America that happens, which is funny. Yeah. I was assuming, like, I told you going in, I was like, I don't know, like, what 
people are going to be like with that. No one asked me a single time, which was awesome. Yeah. That's kind of refreshing. Yeah, because I, like, my entire life, that's been, like, the question. So well, you're, you are, uh, you're half Mexican. Yeah, half and Mexican. And everyone, you know, a lot of people, I've seen you meet people and they've they've asked you. Yeah, and my name doesn't help. have guessed, yes. Yeah, because yes. it's just Brant. What the fuck is a Brant? So, uh, <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it never came up once. The bigger thing was always my accent, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I so, don't even mind answering it here. I just always think it's like, it was just funny because I was kind of expecting it to happen a lot. Mm-hmm. But London's a super... Or at least it seemed to be like a very diverse place while I was there. Yeah. Very international from what I've heard. Yes. Yeah. So the hostel. This yeah. was your first time in a hostel. Yes. How, how was your experience in a hostel? So I did two different hostels. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one where I was just kind of running around and not there, I did not um, pay very much. So I like stayed in a pretty unsocial one and mm-hmm. like just kind of like, like essentially a dorm Um I'm a bit of a extremely light sleeper, so I got my own like room. And mm-hmm. then the second one, I went to a much more social one. And that was awesome. It was like yeah. being back in college. It was like everyone was drinking. It was actually weird to watch a lot of like what I assume were underage people drink like around me, uh-huh. or well, underage in the U.S. Of course, not there, but uh, out the there, I believe it's. I believe you can drink beer at either sixteen or eighteen. Yeah, because like the there. kids, they seem like super young that were like drinking next. Or maybe mm-hmm. I'm just getting old. But the uh, yeah, that was fun because there it was so easy to start a conversation and stuff yep. like that. There's just a little trick I did a lot of the time was asking how the coins worked uh, over and over. I would just be nice. like, "Yeah," it was like, "Is this a quarter?" They're like, "No, it's a pound." Like over and over. Also, I did this horrible London accent. But, I like I like the idea of like someone someone's just been in the the bar at the same time as you and they hear you say it like four times, four times over and over. Like, God, I guy cannot figure it out. <laughs> You guys know all these coins? We're like, yeah. Jesus, man, like, calm, calm down. Come on, calm down, man. It's, just, it's so easy. Yeah, uh, but it was a good conversation starter a lot because immediately the next question is, where are you from? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And then in a hostel, that that's kind of like everyone's question, like, where are you coming from and stuff like that. Um, and it was literally like a different answer every time. It was cool. Usually... Um, so we try selling weed a lot. Out there? <laughs> yeah, at that door. Just like on I the streets or in the in the hostel? It, in the hostel. Oh, uh, really which I think might have been... I was like not showering. A t- I'm a little bit of a... I'm really not a germaphobe. I'm like a tiny bit of one. Like I didn't want to use the showers very much. Oh, so hostels like, will turn anyone into a germaphobe. It's just gross. Like yes. the whole time I just saw athlete's foot like literally hanging. Like... You know the Mucinex guy? I think that was like, he was staying there. I'm pretty sure he <laughs> was using like, the shower. You're like, what's up, man? How do these coins work? He's like, <laughs> like <laughs> I hate when people take Mucinex. <laughs> Dude, where are you from? That accent is weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah, your nose. Uh, yeah. So I get I I think that maybe I was giving off a weed dealing look because of that because I just had a big old beard and oh, at least that. a weed smoking look. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The the questions in the hostels. I love staying in hostels and I love the conversations that come out of them. Yeah. Sometimes it it turns into the same conversation though. Definitely. Like it, you know people you can tell people when they've been traveling for long enough they are so tired of the. Where are you from? Oh, yeah. how long? Like, where did you come from last? You know, yeah. how long have you been traveling for? Those are great, and they almost always lead to good conversations, but I would love to create, like, a coffee table book for hostels where it's just, That'd like, different fun. questions because eventually you do get, you know, you, I, I've found that you get deeper way quicker with people in your conversations when you're traveling. Yeah. It's like, I don't have that much time. How many of your parents are alive? Just first <laughs> you're thing. Just <laughs> <it with> <laughs> over and over. 
So, uh, uh, do you think you'll have to do a divorce at some point? <laughs> like, just like, so heavy. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, you're British. You're and British. then it goes right back. Yeah. It's immediately yeah, I'm from, yeah, yeah, I'm from the UK, Liverpool fan. Yeah. <laughs> Ignoring the first question completely. Immediately, yeah. <laughs> we'll do two, two versions of the book. Yeah. It'll be one where it's just like normal, fun, friendly. Like, what's a, your favorite movie when you're growing up? And then yeah. It's just like... When do you think death happens? When do you, what do you think happens after death? <laughs> hostile. Hostile. <laughs> hostile, hostile questions. Yes. Yes. Perfect. Done. The Look best of ones. HarperCollins, um, holler at us. Did you meet any um, people that you'd refer to as hostile homies when you were traveling? Like people that you met immediately that you maybe went out with or grabbed beers with? Um, not so much. I did towards the end, but it was like, I was actively there to like try to like figure out like life and like be in my own brain a lot. Sure. So I was, I was going around like, I just never traveled before. So I really wanted to like do as much sightseeing as I can. Just kind of like think about what I want to do after this current job and then like writing a lot and stuff like that. But there was, oddly enough, in the airport, I made good friends with someone and we're now Instagram friends with someone. Nice. Each other. Yeah. 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 Airport homies. Airport homies. But there were people I would like drink with like at the bar. You just meet people at the bar all the time. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I almost always recommend, whether you drink or not, um, going to a hostel with a bar. Yeah. Or at least some sort of... Or cool coffee. Common area. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There's, there's some with cafes and it's just like, yeah, you go somewhere where everyone is almost presenting themselves as available to talk. Yeah. If that makes sense, you know, like, because if, if you're in the dorms or if you're in the rooms, you don't necessarily want to bother everyone because they might, they might have been traveling for, you know, they might have been flying for the past three days and they maybe just want to, like, sleep. Totally. And you don't want to be like, what's up, man? We, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. go out. But so they're sitting sleeping? at the bar, maybe it, it's more likely that that dude at the bar wants to talk to you about, you know, where he's totally. been traveling and whatnot. Everyone wants friends at the end of the day. So yeah. if they're, like, sitting there uh, just... I guess go, don't be afraid to go talk to them. Again, the headphone thing was like a nice revelation, which seems so obvious, but it's just like, you know, Joe Rogan will be there later. <laughs> yeah, he'll, he'll be Guys, there. we fucked. They'll, they'll have episodes when you get back. You yes. Know? Hostile so, homies. Hostile homies. Look, <laughs> put the headphones yeah. down. It's fine. Plugging your podcast <laughs> on your podcast. <laughs> Listen to hostile. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to hostile homies or we'll kill you. <laughs> I don't know why your ads are that aggressive. Hostile, hostile. Hostile, hostile. We're here. Yeah. Um, okay, but, so you, you went as a way to kind of figure your life out, figure out your next step in life. Yeah, I, I keep on referring to it as like weirdo Frank Ocean shit. Just like disappear cool. for a little bit and not like really post or anything. Just like like go, which posting is not even part of it, but not even like getting on phone conversations with people, just taking in, this is the world around me, the world's a lot bigger than what I usually experience mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, and there was like a big realization that this sounds dark, but it's not dark. Everything you do in the broad scheme of things, for the most part, doesn't matter. Like in a weird mm-hmm. way, it's like you should like be enjoying life because... You only get one of them, and I know this is like the most hippie shit, but it was just like a night, nice, and they sound like high thoughts. I don't, I'm a very square person. I don't <laughs> do, do the marijuana. Don't do the pots. But, but it was just, stop stressing so much. There's just more out there. It's a saying that you can take in two ways. You can either get really sad and depressed about it, or you can feel liberated and go, oh, thank God. Yeah. Okay, I can leave for a while and figure myself out and, 
everything back at home is still going to be okay. Totally. Well, the, especially right now working in like politics, it's like you get in these like little things where like, oh, if this doesn't like, if I don't get this goddamn sound value right, the whole city is going to fall apart. And yeah. then it's like, it's not that at all. No, yeah. people, people figure it out. It'll be fine. Yeah. And I've noticed. And that's not to say things are important. It's just like in the broad scheme of things, it'll all work out. Yeah. 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 And people understand when you want to leave and when you need to leave. Yeah. And they might not show it. You know, I, I've you know I've definitely heard of people telling the people they work for, or their bosses, like, "Hey, I'm I'm going to go on a trip," and they bosses get upset. That's understandable. Yeah. But you still go on that trip. Your boss will figure it out. Yeah. They'll they'll, they'll manage. Yeah. It'll, it'll all work out in the end. Yeah. Or they'll fire you, and then you can just travel forever. And maybe the city does fall apart, and then it's just like, all right, well, you're already in a different one. So, so. <laughs> you're in a new one, and you know you have the power to let a city fall. Apart. You have the power to let a city fall apart. That's amazing. That's kind of great to know. Yeah, you yeah. almost prefer the latter at that point. Yeah, I wonder if that's like because we're just like in our twenties, but like forty-year-old people like with families. I'm sure it's so different for. Yes, another I, good motivation to like just go do it now. 100% why you don't have the responsibilities. Yes, we're in a very yeah. privileged point right now because we don't have crazy responsibilities. Yeah, yeah if, if you gave that same advice to a mother of four, They'd you're just like, look, you. yeah. <laughs> They'd fight you there. Your two-year-olds are going to figure out. If, you need, if, if they seem upset that you need to go to Rome for a while, <laughs> <laughs> like that's kind of on them. Yeah, look, if they can't accept that you're needing to summer for a bit. Just <laughs> trying <laughs> Relax. Try to figure yourself out. What is um, what is the best thing that you did in London? It doesn't have to be a landmark. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be something that is a recommendation for others. But what what are you going to remember five years from now? And it can be as simple as oh, like meeting that friend at the airport. Yeah. Uh, there was this guy that I had been friends with on Slack for a while, which is funny. We had like worked on a project together. And he, um, I realized was in London and I never had met him in person, but I just tweeted like, Hey, do you want to go get Indian food? And then he was like, yeah. And then we had like the best conversation the entire time. I don't know. It was weird. It's like, I knew him, but then I didn't know him. And then it was like, Oh, we would be friends in real life. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. Uh, how did you get connected with him originally? Uh, we worked on the, he was a strategist on the Hillary campaign. So then when I was writing jokes over Slack for them that he would like, uh, he would like be like if the Alice Smith dinner was coming up or something like that. He'd be like, "We need jokes on this," and then he would like email me for that. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, that's a cool bond to have with someone. Like, oh yeah, we met up. Does he live in London? He lives in London. He's okay. like a super cool guy. Shout out to Oliver. Um, yeah, it was really nice. He took me to like a totally random Indian food spot too, which I appreciated. It wasn't like um, like any of the like typical places. And we just talked the entire time. It was like the week of like all the Kanye stuff and stuff. So the conversation was just great. Of course. So that was one of them. And then the other thing, this one is a landmark. Just like, God damn, the British Museum is cool. Uh-huh. It's like a perfect picture of humanity. Like the Rosetta Stone there and you see inscriptions from Egypt, the Temple of Athena and like all these amazing things. That just, it, I went there twice while I was there. And it's free. It's fucking free. Really? Yeah. It's amazing. They don't take advantage of the touristiness of that? Yeah, I guess not. Well, I think they probably take donations. It's enormous, too, uh-huh. if you go in there. It, like, it was mind-blowing, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Because usually like you town. go, I mean, a lot of places in Europe especially, you're paying a lot of money just to get into these museums. Yeah. 
it was totally free and it was just like incredible to walk around. You went to the museum, you went yeah. to a Shakespeare show, you did stuff that people our age don't normally do. No, I'm like a dork. Yeah, when you travel, yeah, you, you went a dorky route, but I, that's yeah. why I want to know about it because that's a cool thing because when people our age travel, you don't hear them going, I'm going to go to a Shakespeare show. Oh, yeah, yeah. London. Like, again, big big time dork. I wanted to, like, go... Again, it was my first time traveling, so I was just excited to go, like, see shit like that. Yeah, I was running around the whole time doing music. The, actually, another one of the coolest things I did, I went to the Churchill War Rooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, essentially, when the the uh, Nazis were bombing Britain, all of the UK's top people would go underground in this place, and they would land out, like the essentially britain's role against germany currently like again working in politics it was, it was like it's the best version of my job there's ever been like these people are making the most important decisions ever and it was yes. like in a tiny little basement and churchill historically had tons of tons of tons of problems but he did pretty good against hitler it's like cool to like go like sit down there and like walk among the halls of greatness i guess would be like the the way i would put it for people who haven't traveled yeah because you spent 25 years of your life not traveling. Yeah. Any advice you can give to them for the first time going somewhere? Any, the, anywhere else? Um, let me think. Uh, you gave me a really good thing before I left, which was just be like a yes man to everything. Like mm-hmm. if people tell you to go do a thing, just go do it a lot. Like, like just to be willing to take in new experiences is super important. And then... Um, I realize on longer flights, it's worth it to pay the extra 30 bucks to get like extra leg room. That was a <laughs> good, good lesson. Yeah. I you're fine, hated just, the kid on my first flight. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm not a big kid person and this kid next to me was just such a, he wouldn't stop staring at me. And then like, I don't know. He was, he was just odd. And I saw him be very bratty towards his sister and it upset me. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Well, it's too bad that you left your kids on that plane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was my son and my daughter. But she just wanted a snack and you want to give it to her. The anyway. kids next to me, I really didn't, I really didn't like it. So don't sit next to those kids would be one of my lessons. No, but like, for if you're like six feet, like just get the extra leg room. Um, I'm trying to think of other good like travel tips. I guess that it's just not that scary. Like the, the or at least it wasn't in London. I'm sure it's different everywhere, but... For me, it like the intimidation was like not justified. Like you should just go out there and go do your thing, go have fun, mm-hmm. and don't put anything on it. Like you have to do certain things. I lived with an open schedule the whole time, and it was great. Yes, I yeah. think that's a very good way to do it. Yeah, the only thing I had scheduled was the Hamlet thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, I think maybe going in with one. Yeah. Going in with one main thing that you, that you're there for. Yeah. Just so you can remind yourself. Oh yeah, I'm going to a show. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and you can do that even if you want to be like a dork like me and go to like a million museums. You just have to like pick your days. Yeah. I think that's cool though. Yeah. I think I instead of pretending to like all of the what is normally a tourist type of thing to do, yeah, find what you like. Yeah. To- oh, can you like imagine if I just went to a club like a- <laughs> like it would be so sad. Uh, and I could have gone with people at some. I just wasn't what I wanted. Like you can drink anywhere. Like yeah. <laughs> why you can, not? You can go alone. Anywhere. I love you. You at the club. (laughs) You guys know how these coins work? (laughs) (laughs) Still trying that there. You could get really, really drunk anywhere, and I'm sure that's fun for people. But why not just take in everything the city has to offer? I think that's fair. Yeah. All right, all right. Well, this has been Hostile Homies. Yeah. 
It's been Brant Hamilton. It's been Brant Hamilton and Joe Glasgow. Until next time.